Hello and welcome to the second episode of EWN's Essays Forgotten Citizens, the Homeless and the Hopeless podcast. A series that's meant to make you think twice about South Africans forced to live on the streets. In the previous episode, we looked if homeless people will be participating in the national elections that took place on May 8th. The resounding answer was no. Most felt overlooked by authorities and felt they had nothing to offer. In this episode, we'd like to introduce you to the five people we spoke to. This is EWN's Essays Forgotten Citizens, the Homeless and the Hopeless podcast. We visited them at intersections and under bridges where you can find so many begging for a spare coin. While many of us see them as criminals and treat them as lesser humans, they believe opportunities are there. They see themselves, like you and me, as individuals who have dreams and aspirations, but due to circumstances, they find themselves unable to accomplish them. Letuba Sukutu is 26. He says he's been living on the streets for four years. He says he was forced to live on the streets because he struggled to find a job. According to State's essay, his story is not far-fetched. More than half of SA's young people aged between 15 and 24 are unemployed. Young people account for more than 63% of the total number of jobless people. Almost 4 in every 10 young people in the labor force did not have a job. Sakutu tries to sell car chargers, power banks and other odds and ends at road intersections throughout Johannesburg. Uh, unemployment, trying a living, the money I get from the street to sell some goods. Sekutu is originally from Kharangua. His mother is a domestic worker and his two siblings are still in school. But earning a living on the street hasn't been easy. Uh, she, she, so we support the, the, the young ones there too. I mean, she's a domestic worker. Uh, it's just JPMB is the one that's giving us problems here on the street. Like when you're trying to make a living here, trying to sell, they take our stamp saying we are no longer, uh, we are not allowed to sell on the intersection, stuff like that. Sokutu says this also makes it difficult for him to afford paying for a shelter, especially during cold winter nights. You see, it's better when you, when you have something you are doing, selling, because yeah, you can afford the shelter. First, it used, to be, it used to be free because now they've seen that there's a lot of people, you see, they've seen that, oh, okay, there's an opportunity, we can make money out of it, now we are paying for the shelter. A shelter in Hillbrook costs roughly 40 rand a night and includes a shower, a three-course meal, and a sleepover. But the next day, it's back to scrambling to find more money to book a place. Waylon Chetty, originally from KZN, has been living on the streets for two months after losing his job. The 31-year-old moved to the city of Gold in 2018 to find better working opportunities to feed his family back at home. Well, while growing up in, in Durban, uh, while in school, I noticed that opportunities were less. There weren't a lot of opportunities for us over there. So as soon as I completed school, uh, I started looking for work, started working as well in different environments, uh, worked in sales, worked in administration, and there was an opportunity uh, last year for me to come up to Johannesburg and work uh, for a specific company, I'm not going to mention the name though. Um, so I actually took the opportunity, came up, went for the interview, got it, stayed here. But his dreams of a better life were shattered when he lost his job in administration. Uh, so I did actually go to CCMA. Uh, opened up a case with them and while the case is still pending currently I am trying to survive while on the streets of Johannesburg so I'm homeless at the moment. Chetty says living on the streets has been the most challenging encounter of his life. Uh, wow. Uh, I won't be able to put it in a specific word but it's been very difficult. 
I haven't experienced anything like this. Um, it's dangerous. Uh, the weather doesn't really help a lot because it's really cold here as well. But most of all, it's very dangerous. Our day-to-day -day basis would be simple things that we take for granted in our normal lives would be, for example, a meal. When you're homeless, it's very difficult to get a meal. Other than the food, a place to sleep, you know, a shelter. There are shelters available in Johannesburg as well, but obviously you have to pay. There's certain shelters that are free, but are also full. So the shelters that are available, unfortunately, you have to pay for them as well. And getting the money, especially when you're not working, is difficult as well. He says being homeless while trying to find a job is very challenging. Because I don't have proof of residence. If you're in a shelter, is that not a proof of residence? No, it's not, because you're only in the shelter for that one night. So it's not permanent. So by not having a proof of residence, you cannot get employed. Pizzo is from Germiston. He was afraid to tell us his real name. He says he's been living on the street for almost nine years. I'd say peer pressure and influence resulted in me ending up on the streets. My friends and I influenced each other to live on the streets. The 23-year-old also says he had no choice but to live on the street because of his drug addiction. He says while sometimes living on the street has its good days, winter for him, just like Sikutu, is a challenge. For now, I'd say living on the streets has days when it's nice and days when it's not. Today can be boring, tomorrow can be fun. But it becomes difficult in winter because there are a lot of us here and we end up competing for shelters. Peter says going back home will be difficult because he feels ashamed seeing his peers more successful. Going back home wouldn't be a problem, but I have been left behind by so many things. People I went to school with are now done and working now. Some are still in school at Wurz University and Rosebank College, and I'm normally bumping into them. I'd go back home knowing that I have a job because when you stay at home doing nothing, you end up being accused of things like stealing. People blame everything on you because you aren't doing anything with your life. They even accuse you of bad choices the younger ones in the community make. Everyone starts focusing on what you're doing instead of minding their own business. Peter holds a qualification in bricklaying but a struggle to find a job. I've had the qualifications for four years now. Dirk was an aspiring dancer and choreographer. He said he ended up on the streets because he was unemployed and laden with a drug addiction. I'm a dancer. People from Akasi know me. I've been dancing about 10 years. I've danced from Kempton Park and even people here in the Jovic CBD and Hillbrow know me as a dancer. He says the addiction also resulted in him leaving home and despite trying to stop using drugs, it has been a challenge. I left home because of what I smoke. You can't be doing drugs and stay at home because you end up stealing. I tried to stop and went to rehab, but when I got there, I realized that I didn't have a support structure or visitors and my family didn't know that I was in rehab. 
13-year-old Bradley moved to Johannesburg because of school, but found himself living on the streets because of problems back at home. He did not want to tell us his full name when he approached us to tell his story. I used to like, how can I say, I was a child that did stuff with my friends, so then the environment was not good for me, understand my point? So I used to go study there because I used to stay and study there, but you come home at a certain time, understand my point? And it was also better for me because when I'm there, I have less, how can I say, friends, less problems and like I have time to do all my stuff in a yeah. time whereby the reason why I didn't go home because man the thing is you see I had a me and my father our relationship was not good for the first time you understand my point so like I thought like when I come here I'm gonna get because you see at the boarding school you can't just go there and come back as you like there's someone that must sign you in and send you out because they have like a file a court order so I thought like when I come here I'm gonna get a social worker she's gonna take me to the boarding school then I don't need to go back home understand my point he says when he came to Johannesburg and things didn't work out the way he planned he tried to approach strangers for help but that didn't go anywhere the first day I was here I was in a position and I was in a situation whereby I don't know why people didn't help me because then I had the confidence everything but today the way I look I'm sure very I'm very sure I mean sorry for my language that no one would help me there. Because well, they were at a park station, man. You see, it was a little bit raining every, it was about past six to seven. So the thing is, man, for the first few days I've been inside the building because when it's raining, there's a place there where the demoness where people are sitting and eating. So I've been needs, I've been sitting there when it was raining, but now I've, I've been dirty. It was raining, there was just boys outside that's looking like I look. So I tried to approach people. People were, didn't even want to talk to me because there were a lot of these boys around. So I tried to go inside by park station. So even the people that were supposed to help me charge me, like securities and all that. So I didn't have other option. I thought stealing and robbing is the only thing that I should, that, that will take me out of this place and I'm not willing to do it. So what should I do? Hopping from one bridge to the next, Bradley says although he's been living on the streets for a month, he has considered committing suicide. Can't I just take my life, kill my then I know because now the thing is when I'm asking, no one wanna help me. What should I do? Can I throw myself in front of a car if the car pump me? Then I will just tell the driver, take me home because I don't know what to do, man. Homelessness is an issue that is not only overlooked in South Africa, but throughout the rest of the world. And most victims are ignored. Our podcast highlights some of the reasons people end up living on the streets. And more often, it's circumstances they can't find help for or control. A shelter, access to showers, and some food is often all most of them are looking for. In the next episode, we'll be looking at the psychological toll of homelessness and what we can do to help. This is EWN's Essays Forgotten Citizens, the Homeless and the Hopeless podcast.